The Productive Woman, Episode 70. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about my year-end review process and how we can set ourselves up to get the new year off to a really great start. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com 70. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com. You can get a free 10-day trial of lynda.com's outstanding video courses by going to lynda.com tpw. And I'll share a little bit more about that uh, at the end of the show. So let's get into it. Uh, as I'm recording this, it is the beginning of December of 2015. And uh, I don't know about you, but as I get into December, my thoughts always start moving toward preparation for the coming year, even as we're celebrating the holidays and, and the things that, that go with that in, in December. And what I thought I'd do for this episode is talk a little bit about what my process is and how I uh, set myself up for a great start in the coming year. And maybe there'll be some things that will be helpful for you as well. And so really, it, it, it involves both a look back and a look forward. And this is something I typically do during the last two weeks of the year. I set aside time, you know, with a, a cup of tea and... Um, or hot chocolate or something, and I gather my calendar, my journal, pencil and paper, that sort of thing, and and start this process that actually can, can take place over a, a couple of different sessions. So the first step is that look back. So I've got all the information that I need to sort of look back and think about how the year has gone. And, and so that's the first step. You start looking at, thinking about, and writing notes to yourself about some questions related to the year that's now coming to an end. And the first thing is always to say, you know, what worked? What uh, systems or routines or rituals or habits helped um, and, and made your life better? What things were kind of going on all cylinders or at least most of the cylinders? And, and what about your life uh, was good and right and worked well for you. On the other hand, what didn't? Are there areas of your routine, of your systems, of the tools that you use, the habits that you follow that didn't work, that didn't seem to be helping you kind of create that life that matters? And what are those things? So this is, you know, this is not a, a judgment time. It's not a beat yourself up time. This is really about just taking an objective look over the way things have gone over the past year, the way things are right now, uh, in light of where you want to end up, okay? And so taking notes, just observations about what has worked, what hasn't worked for you, what areas um, are good and what areas maybe need to be changed. Uh, another question you can ask yourself is, how have you changed during this year? And, and maybe just journal this. How are you different 
at the end of this year than you were at the beginning, uh, both good and bad. Um, you know, you can find that out, read through your journal, notice the things that you talked about if you keep a journal or, uh, you know, your calendar, if you keep notes of things, what were the goals that you set for yourself early on in the year? What, what, what are those kinds of things that you've been pursuing uh, as part of this effort to make a life that matters, to create the life that you want for yourself and the, the people that you love. And, and just kind of take note of those things. Uh, if, you, if you were with us at the beginning of the year or, or you joined us later and you do this, if you have a word for the year or words for the year, um, look at those and, and uh, take stock in um, how you applied them over the course of the year. So, you know, in my case, what about my words? My words for um, 2015 were connect, build, and simplify. And, um, you know, we did a, we did an episode about this early on in the year, which I can, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to it. But, uh, what, you know, what were, those were my words. And I, I talked about how those sort of applied across the spectrum of my life. And, you know, I can look at how, how did, um, how do I see them evidenced in my life? How did they play out in the course of my life? You know, one of the things for me that connect was to connect better with my husband, with my family, with, uh, with you, uh, the listeners to the podcast. Uh, you know, so I looked across the spectrum of my life and that those, I tried to be very intentional about those words over the past year in a lot of different areas. What was I, what was I able to build and where did I simplify? And so that's one of the things that I'll be looking at during the last two weeks of the year as I go through this process. And you can do the same thing. Did you follow through on those words? Did you see them uh, evidenced or manifested in your life in some way and how? Uh, what were the milestones of 2015? What were, you know, some of the big events, some of the changes, the, the, the milestones that you reached professionally or in your family, uh, in your personal life, whatever those things might be? Make note of those things. Maybe what, you know, what were the disappointments what were the challenges that you faced uh, and hopefully overcame, but maybe not uh, over the course of the year? Either way, what were the lessons that you learned? And it's, I just think it's really important to, to take some time to really think about these things because we can get so busy uh, doing our life and pursuing our goals or just getting from one day to the next sometimes that we lose sight of the bigger picture of the, of the why of our why, um, and of the things that we value the most and kind of what the impact we're having on our world and our world is having on us. And so that's the purpose of this look back to really evaluate what happened in this year and uh, how we feel about it. And is it what we expected? Is it better? Is it maybe disappointing in some way and how? So make note of those things because those are important to think about as we then go into the next step. And, and like I said, this, this can probably happen over a couple of sessions 
and uh, you know you start the process maybe in a notebook or on a file on your computer and just add to it as you have time and as you think about it and um, get a picture of what the year was like for you both the you know the good the bad and the ugly be sure to give yourself um, credit you know for the effort that you made for the things you tried even if they didn't um, succeed as well as you would have liked them to so don't beat yourself up about any of this this is going to be a really just like I said earlier a an observation of your year and um, try to sort of distance yourself from it to an ex a certain extent rather than judging yourself but just you're going to chronicle a little bit uh, of what the year was and then you move into the next step which is a look forward into the coming year and thinking about what you want this coming year to look like what things you want to accomplish what uh, where you want to be at at this time next year and one of the things that i encourage you to to, to consider doing is getting a full year calendar that uh, you can see where you can see the whole year at once and kind of get that big picture. I use the, the now year calendar and put it up on the wall. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to order one of these. It's, you know, a big calendar with lots of space and lets me just, you know, see the whole year kind of in one big um, image and see how it's shaping up. And you start out by penciling in any major events that you know about. If you know you're going to take a vacation, you know, in the middle of July, mark that on there and maybe assign colors uh, to, to personal things, professional things, you know, family things, whatever. But pencil in those major things, vacations, conferences that you need to attend, uh, travel that you already know about for your job or your your business, family events like weddings or graduations or anything like that that are kind of major things that you know about now. Pencil those in so you know where those fall and um, if there are certain parts of the year that already are looking like they're going to be busier or have more going on. And that may have an effect on how you plan the rest of the year. Uh, the next thing that you can do, or that I do anyway, is be thinking about uh, my word for the year, or words. As I mentioned before, I talked about what my words for 2015 were. We talked about it, the process for choosing the words, and I, I do the three words approach. But we talked about this uh, in episode 31 uh, of the podcast at theproductivewoman.com slash 31. You can listen to that or just check out the show notes for links to some more resources that would help you with the process if you think this would be helpful to you. And the idea is that these kind of give a theme to your year or a little bit of a, a focus for the things you're going to work on. Um, so my process and shortly, you know, again, I'm not going to rehash the whole episode 31, but for me, ba briefly, my process starts with brainstorming a list of possible words. I keep a note in Evernote that I'll, um, you know, add words to over the course of a couple of weeks as I think of words that just kind of, kind of grab my attention, um, pique my interest, whatever. 
And ultimately, then I'll kind of go through and narrow it down and choose, in my case, three words. Some people just do a word of the year. But I choose words that resonate with me. And that's what you need. To, if you're going to do this process, choose words that resonate with you at this stage of your life. They don't have to be meaningful to anybody but you. They're just something that kind of speaks to your soul, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. And once you've done that, be prepared to keep those words somewhere visible and review them regularly and think about how you can um, apply these words in your life. And, you know, maybe maybe a word is going to be health and you're going to be... uh, reminding yourself because this is going to be a year where you're focusing on your physical health and your emotional health and your spiritual health and your relational health. And so, um, you want to look at those, that word from time to time and think about, all right, how can I apply that? Uh, maybe I'm going to spend, uh, the first month of the, of the year really focusing on what I eat. And maybe then the next month I'll, I'll, once I've gotten healthier eating habits in place, I'll spend time focusing on getting more physically active, whatever. That's just an example for it. But you want to have the the words where you can see them, where you're going to see them regularly and, and, and put a task in your task manager to review them regularly as part of your review process to keep them in the front of your mind. That now your calendar actually has a place at the top where you can write in three words. But the point is to remind yourself regularly why you chose those words, what they mean to you at this point in your life, and um, how you want to um, apply them and uh, make them part of your life. And then the next step is, and maybe, you know, as part of this, is is looking at your long-term objectives. And again, we've talked about this in past episodes very early on, um, in, in the podcast, when we first started, we kind of went through this process of talking about guiding principles, what our values are, and then developing these long-term objectives, um, for each of the roles we play, you know, wife, mom, uh, professional person, uh, friend, whatever those are, or all the areas of life, work, family, health, money, you should have long-term objectives um, that are not, you know, not maybe concrete goals, but just these objectives of where you want to be. What do you want your life to look like in each of these areas? And you may have, if you've been with me for a while, maybe you went through this process last year. Well, now it's time to look at those again and evaluate, okay, are we, am I going to change any of those? Because our life isn't static. Um, we change all the time and our, our, who we are as a person may not, you know, doesn't change, but, uh, circumstances change and the people in our lives change. And so we want to take a fresh look at these objectives and see if we need to tweak them. And from there, we spend time mapping out goals for the year. Okay. So for each of these, um, uh, objectives, long-term objectives, like, well, let's go back to the health thing. I hadn't really planned this, but uh, if one of my long-term objectives is to um, be healthy enough physically to enjoy my life as I get older, I turned 55 this year, so I'm not getting any younger, Uh, and one of my objectives is to be healthy enough to be able to continue to enjoy my life, 
So that's an objective, all right? That takes, uh, to, uh, to get to that point, that's, you know, from here to there, how, how do, what are the things I need to do? And I may um, map out goals f- starting with the year. What, where do I want to be with respect to that objective by the end of 2016? And uh, maybe the goal will be, uh, and I'm transparent here, uh, m- one of my goals will be to be, you know, f- at least 15 pounds lighter because I've, due to a lot of things, uh, I've gained a few pounds that I'm not happy about. And I, it's not a matter of how I look, but how I feel and how healthy I feel. So I want to get my weight back to a healthier level for me. And so maybe the year objective would be, and I haven't thought through this, I'm just talking off the top of my head now, if, if the year goal in that area is to have lost 15 pounds, then I'll break that down by quarters. Where do I want to be at the end of March? And to get uh, to that point by the end of March, where do I want to be by the end of January? And so I, what I do... And what you can do is to go through that process for each of those objectives and just brainstorm and come up with a list of goals for the year and then break them down, you know, walk that back and break it down into by quarter and by month. And then set those aside, let them stew for a while and come back and look at them with a fresh eye and say, okay, can't do everything at once. We are not able to focus on 15 different goals at any given moment. So of all these things that I've brainstormed as potential goals for the year and therefore the quarter, which two or three am I going to focus on in the first quarter? And uh, once I've made that choice, then the next step is, okay, what steps, however small, will I take tomorrow or today towards each of those two or three goals that are going to be the main focus of the first, say, the first quarter of the year? And I say today or tomorrow, we, even though we're, we're talking about our, our process, our goals, our objectives for the coming year, there's no reason to wait until January 1st to start working on these. If we've gone through the process, we've identified these things we want to accomplish because they move us toward our long-term vision of what we want ourselves and our life to look like, then let's start right now. Let's do it immediately and make that decision. Okay, what's, the, what's a step I can take uh, right now? And maybe, you know, sticking with the, the health and uh, health theme, if, you know, one of my goals is to lose weight and that require, and I've decided my short-term goal is to, uh, get more exercise and I'm not going to go into the whole smart goal thing that get more exercise is not actually a goal, but it's too nebulous. But if, if I've identified that as one of the goals I'm going to focus on in that quarter, what can I do right now? Well, I could get up from this chair and go for a walk around the block or I don't know, do two sit-ups you know, if that's all I'm capable of doing. But choose, for each of these goals, choose something, even if it's a teeny tiny thing, to do right now so that you already have started that momentum toward accomplishing those two or three goals. And what you're going to do, as we have talked about in past episodes, 
is we're talking, uh, you know, we're, we're looking just at the first quarter. Once we've developed some habits towards these two or three goals that are our initial focus, then we move on. And what are we, you know, we reevaluate, we look at it again. Okay, what am I going to do for the second quarter of the year? But you have that conversation with yourself toward the end of the first quarter of the year. Right now we're just, you know, we've, we've looked at the long term and then we've kind of looked to the interim or the medium, you know, the end of next year. And then we've looked at, all right, what steps am I going to take? What am I going to focus on in the short term? And then what am I going to do right now to start moving in that direction? And then the, the next thing as part of this is, you know, we looked in our look back, we looked at what systems or routines or habits have uh, been good in the past year. Now let's look at them. Which ones are we going to carry forward? What are we going to continue doing? I started uh, a habit or started working on developing a habit this year of spending 10 to 15 minutes in the morning meditating, doing a, a not a religious kind of meditation, but just that uh, exercise of my mind, learning to be quiet and be right here in this moment instead of always thinking, you know, what's next, what's next. And so that I think, and again, I haven't done my process yet, but as I sit here right now, I'm thinking that's probably a habit I want to carry forward. I, I've seen benefits of that. And I've, I've gotten to the point where I notice the difference when I don't do it for a couple of days. So of those the habits, the routines, the, the, the rituals that you have developed over the past year or longer, which of those are you going to carry forward? Which ones maybe are not serving you anymore and maybe you're going to drop them or tweak them a little bit or maybe you're going to add a new one uh, as just sort of a side thing. Um, when we're setting our goals or our intentions of the things that we're going to do to accomplish our goals, it's better to be positive, uh, to, to word it in the positive rather than the negative. So in other words, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to stop doing X instead add, uh, commit to adding a positive habit that will counteract or replace the negative one. So maybe for me, I'm, um, and I, I'm just, I didn't write this in my notes. So I'm just sort of thinking off the top of my head, maybe uh, I would say, instead of, instead of framing it in, uh, I'm not going to watch TV anymore at night, uh, maybe what I would do is say, I'm going to commit to spending half an hour each evening reading a book that I really like. Not actually read anyway, but, but you know what I'm saying? The, the idea is to commit to adding something positive, to taking on a, a positive thing that will replace the one. Because instead of focusing our attention on what we're not going to do, focus our attention on what we're going to do that will replace those uh, unhelpful habits. As you're going through all this process, of course, think about the stage of life you're in, the other needs and commitments that you have. Uh, you know, as we've talked in the past, if you've got a brand new baby, it's probably not necessarily the time to take on some other thing that's going to have you running all over town all the time, because maybe your time and your energy are taken up with caring for the, the new baby. Uh, so be aware, be thinking about, all right, what else? And that was part of the reason for looking at that long-term calendar is thinking about what do I have coming up? If I've got a kid 
I don't, but if, if, you know, if I've got a kid graduating from high school this spring, it's probably, there's going to be a lot of events and activities. There's, you know, college applications and all these things that have to be done. That has to be factored into what I'm able to take on, um, and commit myself to. So be aware of those things. I think we need to stretch ourselves, uh, but be realistic. Don't set ourselves up for failure by piling too much on in a time of life when we have other things going on. And the other thing is, as we, you know, look toward the future, it's not about doing a wholesale overhaul of your life, but simply about putting systems and in place and taking small steps toward the life you want. This is, as I'm sure you've heard people say, life is a marathon, not a sprint. We don't have to get there immediately. The, the idea is to simply identify where there is, whatever the there is that we're wanting to do, and take small steps in that direction. So some things to keep in mind as you're going through this process. Uh, it, I think this is so important. I just, I had a conversation with somebody today that really brought this up uh, in my mind and in my attention again. And that's this, your life does not have to look like anybody else's. No matter how awesome their habit may be or their book that they've written about the way, you know, to think or the way to act or the way to be or, the, you know, your life doesn't have to look like uh, any celebrities or any experts or your neighbors or your best friends or your moms or, or anybody else's. Create the life you want. That's the amazing thing about living in the 21st century. We get to do that. We get to choose. Now, there are, you know, we, I could go into the whole thing about choices and the consequences of choices, but the fact is you do get to choose. I get to choose. I get to create a life that means something to me and to my husband and to the people that I love. So don't measure your plans by what somebody else is doing, but look at your heart, talk with your spouse, and, and work toward creating the life that you want, whatever that looks like. Another thing to keep in mind is that Goals and plans are good, but it's just as much and maybe even more about the journey uh, as it is about the destination. So don't get so focused on the future that you miss the amazing things about the now, the, the people in your life, the, you know, the sunset, the, the, the great things that happen, the just getting up and being able to take a breath. I'm I am all for having intentional plans and objectives and moving in a direction with our life. What I have a hard time with, and I'm so that's why I'm saying this as, as much to myself as, as I am to you, is not being so focused on where I'm going that I'm, I lose track of where I am. And uh, so that's one of the things I think that I want to work on. And I, I worked on it this year, but I continue to have to work on being present right here, right now, and enjoying where I am. 
And the, and the final thing that I, I would say to keep in mind as you go through this process of looking back and looking forward and, and um, setting yourself up to get the year off to a good start is don't be so hard on yourself. I mean, if you're anything like me, there are probably lots of things that you planned for this year that haven't yet materialized. Things that you intended to do but didn't. Or things that you tried to do wanted to do, but failed. And it would be real easy to uh, come out of that look back process kind of feeling in the dumps, feeling depressed because the end of the year doesn't look like what you wanted it to. I think we all need to give ourselves some slack here, learn from our failures, if, if that's what we have to call them, but, you know, don't forget to give yourself credit for the things you did achieve and celebrate those things. Even just the fact that you tried, no matter how small the progress seems to you, it's still movement in that direction. So give yourself credit for the things that you did do instead of beating yourself up for the things that you haven't done yet. Give yourself some grace and, and a pat on the back because, you know, if we made it from that day to this one, that, that's a success all in, in and of itself. So those are my thoughts as um, we're wrapping up the year. But what do you think? Have you started thinking about your goals and plans for the coming year? How do you intend to close out this year? What are you celebrating about the year that's passed. I would love it if you would share a highlight or a milestone from this past year or a goal that you'd like to pursue in the coming year. Um, I'd love to hear from you on that. I think we could encourage each other in those things. So please feel free to share your thoughts, ask your questions. There are a couple of different ways, as always, that you can do that. You can share those in the show notes or in the comment section of the show notes. Go to theproductivewoman.com slash 70. Scroll down there to the comment section. Uh, or you can always uh, post on if on the, the Productive Woman's Facebook page, either, you know, your milestone that you're celebrating the goal that you uh, would like some, maybe some support and encouragement in, in pursuing for the coming year. I'd love to hear from those things. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can do that in a couple of ways. You can email your questions, your comments, your suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can leave a voice message by going to either the website or the Facebook page, click on the button there, and that'll come to me and uh, just to me. Uh, if you enjoy the show, if you feel like the productive woman has been a benefit to you and that it's a worthwhile thing, I would love it if you would do a couple of things. Tell a friend, let your, let your friends know that might enjoy it, how they can find us and become a part of the community. And if you would consider, if you haven't already, uh, leaving a review of the productive woman in iTunes or on Stitcher. And uh, just a few sentences about what you think of the show and, and uh, you know, hopefully constructive criticism if there's something you think. If, if you think I suck, would you just send me an email? Um, uh, but if you uh, would give a review and a rating uh, in iTunes, that would be really helpful. I actually very much value your feedback, and it also helps make the show more visible so other people can find it. 
There are links in the show notes, but you can also go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher, and that'll take you right to where you can subscribe to the show and also leave a few sentences of a review, and I would appreciate that very much. As we're going into a new year, if you are involved in an organization or a group that has um, events coming up that you might enjoy having a speaker talk about productivity, if that's something that I could help with, a woman, women's group or business teams, retreats, that sort of thing, I love to come and share with groups and talk about productivity and how we can make lives that matter. So if that's something you're involved in, something you think you might be interested in, I'd love to talk with you about it. So shoot me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and uh, we'll see see what we can do. Uh, if you have not yet picked up uh, the, the digital toolbox, the descriptions of task managers and, and tools and things that I use, um, that's still available for free at theproductivewoman.com slash favorite apps. And if you haven't picked up your free copy of my project planning template, that's also available free just to download at theproductivewoman.com slash project. And if I have time um, before this episode goes live, I will create a template for... um, for the, this process that we just talked about, the look back and the look forward. And so check the show notes. I'll have a link in there if, if I get that, if and when I get that done. Before we wrap up, I do want to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, lynda.com. That's L-Y-N-D-A. And lynda.com is the place to go for amazing high quality video tutorials on just about any subject matter you can think of. They have over 3,000 courses all taught by industry experts, constantly adding new ones and to stay up to date on everything from, you know, the software that you use on your computer to photography to time management skills to uh, public speaking, anything you might want to learn about. uh, They've got really good video tutorials that you can watch at your your own pace in your own time and learn from. And what's great about it is you don't pay per course. You pay one one low monthly fee and you have access to everything they've got there. So you can watch whatever you want, whenever you want. You can binge on things or or dip in and, you know, spend uh, half an hour looking at how to do, you know, use the latest Windows if you, if you're still using Windows based PCs or whatever skills you want to learn. Um, the, the great thing is the Productive Woman listeners can get a free 10-day trial uh, uh, by going to lynda.com slash tpw. So that's l-y-n-d-a dot com slash tpw for the Productive Woman. And during that 10-day free trial period, you get unlimited access to everything they've got there. So this is your chance. If you've got time off over the holidays, go in there, snoop around, check it out, see what you think. And uh, let me know what you try and what you think of, of their service. I, I think they're pretty amazing. And I, and I want to thank lynda.com for supporting the productive woman. Unless something unexpected happens, this episode 70 will be the last episode of the productive woman for 2015. 
So as before, I'm going to be taking the last two weeks of the year off to focus on family and also to make some plans and preparations for a great 2016 with the Productive Woman. I'm really excited already about some of the things that are already in the works, some topics we're going to be talking about, some products that I hope to, you know, resources I hope to make available to you, and some really interesting guests that are already queuing up. Uh, that I think you're going to really enjoy. So I think 2016 is going to be an amazing year for the productive woman. And I can't wait to share that with you. If you have any suggestions for how I can make the show better and more helpful to you in the coming year, please let me know. Shoot me an email, leave a voicemail, all the usual approaches. I want to hear from you uh, and, and make this show really worthwhile to you. Uh, And so in the meantime, I hope, you know, I really hope your holiday season is filled with great joy. And that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and for being a part of my life this year. You, You have no idea how much it means to me to be a small part of your life and to hear from you and to to be able to to share this time with you. I hope you found something in this episode that's helpful to you. I look forward to talking with you again after the first of the year. And so until then, remember during this very busy holiday season, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.